Hi, we're back for episode right. seven of Tower After Hours. Um, we maybe against our best interests are bringing you another uh, all-female episode of the podcast today. So I'm Kelly, and I have with me Alyssa. Hello. And Bridget. Hello. And Kimber. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's she's been practicing. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so and now our face is all red. <laughs> we have some good topics that we are going to jump into today. Um, so, is anybody super eager to start? No. Okay, that's the <laughs> spirit, ladies. Okay, well, I'm going to start because I waited till the end with my topic last time, and it was a bit of a hot mess. So I'm going to catch. Catch the crew while they're fresh today. So I read this really good article from the Content Marketing Institute recently, and it was all about, this sounds a little sappy, but it was all about using kindness in your content. Okay. I know, right? That has your name written all over. Yeah. (laughs) So be kind, be good. Um, But it was really about the fact that when we're creating content, we have this very, like, ideal user in our head. We have a very specific audience that we're talking to. And this was more about what happens um, to, and they call this edge cases. And it's really people that are on the fringes. They have a very, you know, unique set of circumstances and we can't really do things that kind of ignores them or, or doesn't take their situation into um, account. So a couple of the um, examples that they shared in the article was, um, this was a really, um, how do I want to say, extreme case, but a few years ago, Facebook started rolling out the, like, this is your year in review, Mm -hmm. and it would pull pictures, and it would, okay. So the author of this post is sharing a story about a coworker of his. The first year this rolled out, it said something to the effect of like, 2014 was a great year. So this person goes and it sees this and there's a photo of like his daughter who passed away from cancer that year <gasps> with like a heading that says, 2014 was a great year. Ow. So, I mean, you have to consider that not everybody had a fantastic year. So I think through some feedback, Facebook um, eventually did change that, and it just says something like here, I think in 2015 it came out and just said like... Your year in review. Your year in review, or just like highlights from 2015. So it's like all these little things, and I know like, you know, you hear, you know, posts, or you just, you hear news about a brand who put something out there and, like, there's immediate backlash. And mm-hmm. we're like, did no one stop oh. and, like, think about, yes. like, the implications of this? So that's what the article's about. Um, you know, a few other examples that they, they use are, you know, brands that kind of overstep their boundaries or become, <laughs> like, a little overly familiar with their audience. And yes. that can really, like, put people off. And the one example that spoke to me was, and I've, I see these everywhere, and I'm sure you guys have too. So you go to a website, a pop-up ad, something you didn't even ask for, mm-hmm. comes up. And the way that you can opt out of that is you can click a link that says something to the effect of, 
no, I don't want this information. I want to remain stupid. Yes. Or, you I know, that. Yeah. or like, no, I don't want to be healthy. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be smart. How have I never seen this? You have not? Oh, oh. it's... It's infuriating. I don't want to save money. They already know I want to stay, like, not healthy So it's, dumb. I mean, I, I, I get it. I feel like they're being, like, kind of, like, witty Edgy. and smart about it. But to me, I'm just like, you know what? I didn't ask for this ad mm-hmm. to pop up. Uh-huh. And now on top of it, you're basically just, like, insulting me to my face. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was all about those things. So I guess my question to you was, or, like, I'm posing to the group... Um, you know, has there ever been an instance where you kind of run into content and you've been like, not like I'm outraged or I'm offended, but you're like, I don't think that like played off as well as they intended. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I, as soon as I saw that example about those like opt out things, I was just like, this Mm. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the other thing that they talk about too is, um, that when you're creating your content, and I know that this could apply to probably not on this severe of a case, but a lot of our clients, um, you know, feel they have very defined audiences. Yeah. So when you come to their website, there's a landing page, and it says, if you are a business, click yep. here. Mm-hmm. If you are a residential user, click here. You know, what What happens to those people that don't really feel like they fall into, mm-hmm. you know, it's when you're going to provide like a very defined category for someone to fall into, you know, you're kind of like letting a lot of people out of the picture. We have a yeah. client, we had a client, we designed their website and they had very, they had three very distinct sections. I think that's exactly the one I'm website. thinking of. And the question did come up like, well, what if I don't know? Uh, granted, there were descriptions that described mm-hmm. each, each mm-hmm. section, but they actually included like a drop down, like not sure what you need, mm-hmm. fill it in. And it was like, I am looking for blank and the blank was what they could fill in. And then based off of that, it would filter them through yeah. um, the direct channel or it would just fire off like an email to, to a specific yeah. um, person at, at their office yeah. to follow up with. So I've and seen it. What To your point that you were talking about earlier about content that turns you off... I've read articles that are posed as informational articles, and then as you're reading through it, they are so opinionated. Mm -hmm. And I think those turn me off because if I'm coming to you as a respectable resource, I don't don't want your opinion. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me facts. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like you're not giving the users enough credit when you try to sneak in opinions to your content, Mm -hmm. unless you're outright saying, this is how we feel about this. But when you use descriptors or adjectives, that's an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's my journalism background. But that's something that I've noticed <laughs> that bothers me. Whatever. Don't giggle at me. Reporter Kimber on the case. <laughs> I love it. Enter that. typewriter noise here. Kimber <laughs> cracks the case. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think the takeaway there is... Oh no! <laughs> it's happening again. It's Kimber. We love when Kimber's. Kimber is. Kimber is a common <laughs> I just I think the takeaway is well yes we we definitely have a target audience in mind. You have to sh- you know give some thought, give some pause, and give some thought to those people who mm-hmm. you know want to use your business, want to be a part of your brand, and. and but Take the, part of your service. At, at the same time, don't be so stringent with your brand standards mm-hmm. that you're afraid to try something new and, and be a little edgier. Yes. 
um, we have that problem too, that some clients have such strict brand guidelines and their approach to digital marketing is so specific Mm -hmm. that when it comes time to really either ramp up a, a great campaign or do something that's a little bit out of their comfort zone, you almost are, are confined into a, a square space. Yeah. So just do it with kindness. Yeah. All about kindness. kindness. As Tim McGraw says, be humble and kind. <laughs> oh, I had a closing quote too, but oh, I don't know that I can say it. Say oh, it. What's your closing quote? Do you guys like humble and kind posts everywhere, or is that just me? No, that's mine. I, I think somewhere it's me. I just read it. I think it's <laughs> like hanging somewhere in our house. It says, if you can be anything, be kind. Oh, wow. Okay. In your daughter's Well, no, I think it is my daughter. Why don't, why don't we switch things over to, to Kimber? Kimber? Me, Kimber. <laughs> so my topic, it kind of started to unravel. As I was reading this article, I'm like, this will be a good article. It's about mobile search. And as I'm reading it more and more, I actually realized that by the end of it, I was very frustrated with no other than Google. I thought you were going to say Matt Cuts. I was going to say, I, did no. too. I was like, your bestie Matt Cuts. <laughs> yeah. With the beard, wasn't mm-hmm. I? Yeah, with the beard. No. So this article is all about mobile search and how you can use SEO to optimize for mobile. And it gives you four ways to do this, one of which is mobile friendliness, so making sure your site's responsive. We all know that. That's boring. The second oh, is it? <laughs> snooze, <laughs> snooze. Kimber, I think that's an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it is facts. old news. Facts, only facts. Making your site mobile responsive is old news. But the fact is, it needs to be done. But it does, yes. Okay. Next one is site speed and load time. Again, pretty standard. We all know this. Not a snooze. Not a snoozy. Um, and that. You know, they're saying how your site should be AMP, Accelerated Mobile Pages Project, which is, I'm going to read it from the article. Oh my goodness, here we go. Direct quote. Google's solution to this, meaning the speed problem, is their Accelerated Mobile Pages Project, which allows publishers and creators of editorial content to build versions of their pages with stripped back skeleton HTML following specific rules. So for those of the listeners... Kimber, explain that to me like I'm a third yeah, grade. Yeah, because I have no idea what HTML and, and... HTML is a type of code, and basically this project is a new way in which to code that's supposed to be built for speed. It's supposed to be more make your site more efficient. Um, it's supposed to be easier for Google to recognize, and your pages are supposed to go faster. Well done. Thank you. All right, so there's the second thing. It said... Load your speed time, and in order to have a faster speed time, you should get AMP, which is from Google. Okay, so we have two things now that are just solely based on Google. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one is mobile-first design for SERP, search engine results page. Um, and then he goes on to say, he said, we need this for SEO. And then it goes, what should I do about it? And it says, you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so I was like, great. This article Something is else that Google helpful. controls that we can do nothing about to help our customers. Then we get to the end, which is app integration with web search. So basically, 85% of users say that they use apps more than they're using Safari or Internet Explorer mm-hmm. on their phone. Mm-hmm. So now apps are probably the largest competitor to Google in terms of people, users' times and what they're mm-hmm. using them for. And so basically it was like, if you don't have an app, you should get an app. And these are all the reasons that you should get an app because Google's going to start doing app indexation 
and all these apps are gonna pop up as like the things when you search for something, apps are gonna pop up first, then maybe ads, and then maybe search results. So if you don't have an app, you're SOL. Which is Dumb. kind of annoying because I feel like already there are so many apps that are mm. unnecessary. Right. I feel like every website is like, check out our app, mm-hmm. which is basically just our website. Right. Exactly. I could have just stayed on your website. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was reading this and I'm like, okay, so basically Google is monopolizing everything and we have to please Google. Then at the end of this, it says, where's this heading? And I'm going to read. This is from one of the founders of Google. My vision when we started Google 15 years ago was that eventually you wouldn't have to have a search query at all. So maybe, this is not him anymore, so maybe instead of focusing just on keywords or even topics, the next question we should start asking is, how can I be the most useful source from a personal assistance app's perspective? Basically saying that eventually Google is doing all of this in the hopes that one day it will be a personal assistant. It will no longer be an algorithm where you're typing something and it's going to be a personal assistant to be competitive in the marketplace against... Amazon's Alexa, yeah, Alexa, the Echo. Ugh. So now it's saying that now you need to be thinking when you're writing content, you need to be thinking about how a person would ask a personal assistant to but find this content. You already <laughs> asked, wow. but don't you already ask that question when you're thinking, okay, you what think- are my user? We know that users type in questions into Google, mm-hmm. so you write to what those questions are going to be anyway. Yeah. And I even wrote, I was so frustrated by the end of this because I was like, you know, we're all we're doing ever is just feels like we're catering to Google and Google this and Google that and blah, blah, blah. That I even wrote at the end of my article <laughs> in big letters, duck, duck, go. Oh, I and I said, from now on, I'm going to use duck, duck, go. Ooh, she's throwing down the gauntlet. break the mold and be okay. a duck, duck, go user. That's my thing. <sighs> Alyssa, you look I, like you want to say beef with Google, and I thought this was a silly article. Google beefs. So what does that mean for for like people, our audience? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not your soapbox. This is an example where you thought you were going to get some useful information, and it was just Kimber sharing her opinion. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Kimber rant. This like, is all this rewind is. to minute like. Five minutes, like five minutes, 30 seconds when Kimber said, I don't like articles that are all opinion. I want to know the facts. And then fast <laughs> so forward true. to now. To Kimber. When Kimber okay, offered you so four opinions, not She's a facts. fickle. The she's a fickle lady. The, I, I <laughs> also didn't know I was going to be here until about 30 all minutes right. ago. So the four points are make sure your site is responsive. Make sure your site is a quick speed. Make sure that you're building for mobile as much as possible, and maybe make an app. Maybe make an app. I mean, like, but only if it's right for you. Apps are so expensive to develop. I know, crazy. Well, they even said they have like a whole list of like, is an app right for you? And then it says, but you need an app. Yeah, it's silliness. The whole thing is silly. Ridiculous. Silly. Bogus. Sorry, that was like the worst topic. Yeah. It was almost <laughs> as bad as my keywords. Last time? Yeah, don't, let's not, but, we're not bringing that up. No. Listen but, to episode six. Yeah, go, go back to episode six. Um, that's but, okay. You got that off your chest. I, I feel like you did share something. I mean, the fact is that mobile search is important. It's, it's happening. You yeah. shared four ways that people can make the most of that. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're just going to move on. 
Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, just on focus note, on mobile search. <laughs> that's really the whole. That's point. what she wrote at the top of the mobile first search. page in big letters. <laughs> mobile search. All right, I'm gonna pass things over to Alyssa because uh-huh. Alyssa's gonna state her case. Or, or, or pose, or pose the question, do we succumb to trends right. or no? So, it kind of piggybacks off of Kimber's topic. See, it was a perfect... For a small, segue. a very small section. <laughs> when she read what AMP means. Um, so, AMP is a new... It's, a, it's basically a buzzword in the industry. SEOs love it because, obviously, they want to satisfy Google and DuckDuckGo. But just Google, <laughs> not DuckDuckGo. Just Google. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. The new Google. <laughs> but there's always that struggle between what SEOs want and what developers and designers will actually um, recommend. So we've had some internal communication. We're in the process of redesigning our own website. Um, whoop, whoop. And so we're, we're trying to think of what ways can we basically use these new um, suggestions for our website to be optimized. So things like AMP, things like text-to-code ratio, mm-hmm. um, basically making sure that the code of our website is as clean and um, concise as the front-end design is. So um, it's a constant communication internally basically seos pose it as something hey should we include this and then someone in this in our recent case a developer will say hey i read into this a little bit more i really would just prefer instead of adding another layer on top of my code or coding in a new way to just code in a really clean concise way that's efficient um and is done well so that all of those factors that in this case, AMP is supposed to help. Actually, we, don't, we can do that and accomplish those goals without actually needing something mm-hmm. additional. Um, so the question from this um, internal exercise mm-hmm. is basically how do, how do you know whether all of the, article, the industry articles about either web design, web development, digital marketing, whatever you're reading, how do you know if those buzzwords are something that you should institute for yourself? So a while ago, Facebook said, hey, we're a pay-to-play f- platform. Mm-hmm. You have to do some sort of advertising in order to be seen. But there was a lot of people that weren't necessarily, they didn't jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So kind of what is that middle ground to say, uh, should I just do it right away? Like, how, what is those criteria to say this is right for me or it's not? Uh, I mean, I think... There's always the risk that you fall into the, well, this is how we've always done it, and this is how we're always going to continue to do it. Right. And, and you, you certainly don't, don't want to fall into that mindset. So, you know, reading about new things and bringing new things to the table, I think, is definitely important, and it's great that our SEO team did that. Yeah. On the other hand, I feel like we all have our areas of expertise, and so mm-hmm. I would rely on our developers to be like, you know, that's, that's great. Thanks for bringing that to the table. But, you know, really, I think we can do just the same thing in a, in a better mm-hmm. way. You know, so I, I think it, you want to explore these things, but if somebody who knows a little more than you kind of 
maybe says that's not the best course, I, I, that's how I would, you know, mm-hmm. I would defer to them. I also think of, it's, it's difficult because if you rewind back to when social media really started taking off, there was mm-hmm. a lot of businesses who were hesitant to get onto social media, mm-hmm. but yep. it was free. Yep. So there was no real risk involved. It was like, we'll try this. And then it took off and it worked mm-hmm. and it was great. But for something that's more technical, I mean, that could, that could actually cost you quite a bit of money if it's mm-hmm. not done correctly. That's a different, I would be a lot a more hesitant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a different conversation. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's kind of, you almost have to weigh your options So doing something like this, if we decide, hey, it's right for us and we need to move forward, we incur what the developers like to call a lot of technical debt. Mm -hmm. So they're spending a lot of time and effort into something that may not pay off Mm -hmm. in the end, may not return value to us. At the same time, if it does take off and it does eventually become a ranking factor for a search engine, then we are months ahead of everyone else, which is good. So... Basically, the developers' um, feedback to the SEO team was basically, you know, build the new site with speed, which they always do, with speed and optimization in mind. However, um, you know, let's use tech, as they call technologies, or let, let's use coding behaviors that are tried and tested and proven right. Yeah. They say it to our clients all the time when clients say, hey, I, ha- I have this new plugin I really want to use. Um, <laughs> the developer, they don't like using plugins to begin with. They're just security issues. But they always tell the clients to... Um, like I th- there's three things that they look at. Look at how many people are using it. Look at how when's the last time it was updated and how many downloads it has or something. So basically, is it being used? Is it being tested? And is there anything wrong with it? Yeah. Um, and I think that could apply to pretty much anything mm-hmm. new that you're considering. Yeah. I hate to say let others take the fall first, yep. but I feel like in a case like this, we need to watch the industry a little bit more and see what happens. Yeah before we dive in right. to it. It's, but it's something that should stay on our radar. Yes. Um, it's something... And so I guess the the takeaway from this is if you see something new and interesting and that sounds like it could work, just don't dive right into it. Just watch it a little bit more. So don't ignore it, but pay attention to what the buzz is around it. Yeah. And nice. Great one. Thanks. <laughs> It's like before never happened. Except it did. <laughs> it's really deep. It's really deep. And that's my inspirational quote. But it all did. inspiration today. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Bridget, you're going to finish us up strong here. Yes. Okay. Speaking of plugins. <laughs> Look at these smooth Look at that segue. I, mean, I know. As soon as she said awesome. plugins, I was like, and that brings me to myself. So loud. Um, you guys, I'm, I'm watching the like record here and like it just went it just up. Spiked. <laughs> Turn so on your volume. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about plugins. This is a good one though. Um, so my article is crafting a good page title for SEO and this is a Yoast guide. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are not in the know about Yoast... <laughs> Um, it is a plugin for WordPress, and it's an it's an SEO plugin, and we use it here at Tower, and we use it um, for our clients as well. Mm-hmm. And you basically use it to ensure that you what you are writing is SEO optimized. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I actually had to read this article twice to ensure that I was understanding page title the correct way. So this should not be confused with the main heading or the title of your blog. This is the page title, so this is what's going to show up in your tab if you have a bunch of tabs open. Whatever shows up um, to, that you would read on the tab, that's a page title. Um, so in most cases, we type in the heading of the article, but uh, when we fill in for the Yoast SEO, we type in the head of the um, blog for our page mm -hmm. title, but we, you don't always want to do that because sometimes it needs to be shorter, and it does talk about that later in the um, article about optimal title length, and there's um, kind of like three modes that they use, widescreen, smaller screen, and mobile. Bridget, and, sorry to interrupt, but is this also, when you say page title, this is what shows up on that first line in the Google. Yes, yes. So the, the meta title. Meta -title. Yeah. The Google. The Google. The Google. The Google. The Google. <laughs> yeah, so when you fill Not out... Not our best friend today, the Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you use Yoast and you scroll down, you type in your meta title, you type in your meta description, and yeah, so your page title is going to show up there, and that's where you're going to want your keyword, um, and it's, it has to be optimized to make your user want to click on that, mm -hmm. and um, as a content writer, the title is one of the most difficult things to come up with, because that is what's going to attract your reader. And um, it's kind of a little trickier, I think, when you're um, writing it for Yoast because you mm -hmm. want it to be that proper length. You don't want it to cut off, um, especially when someone's using a mobile page and you really want it to have that keyword in there. So um, I just thought that this was a great article talking about that, um, talking about the different lengths of it and um, getting your focus keyword in there. Which, which can be tough um, mm -hmm. because I know I'm... I'm I guess very wordy, and so you know the the. <laughs> I've been told lately. I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, you know, so you're so you're writing, um, and you want to have a great title for your post because people will judge whether they want to click onto your article based on the title. So you know, you have a great title, and now you have to take that and condense it into like what a hundred some characters 55 to 60 characters yeah okay so not even 100 so and then you've got to get your focus keyword into mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and it's 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 a struggle because i feel like so somebody does a search for oh boy you know content marketing um you know ways to be a great content marketing writer mm -hmm. um if they put that in, they're going to get a hundred results all with that keyword there. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, now I don't really feel like I have enough space left to make my title stand out. And of from course all the you're others. supposed to be using long tail keywords. <laughs> so they're like three words instead of just, yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a challenge. This has happened to me many times where I have a rockin' title <laughs> and I go to type in for for Yoast yeah. and I really have to condense it and it's it's an it's an art in and of itself for sure. Yeah. What about titles for pages, not blog posts? Pages of your website because Yoast doesn't stop at blog pages. That's true. No, it starts at pages as well. Right. And so this is how for, do you so how do you optimize page titles for actual either services or product pages or the I actually page find those pages page. to be a lot easier than mm -hmm. blog yeah, pages agree. because normally those keywords are shorter it's and it's like or you're just naming the product and that's yeah. all people want to see like it doesn't have to be com like emotionally compelling for someone to click on that how do you get an about us page to rank do you want it to rank yeah I mean you want it to rank but it's not a super important 
well, I don't know. It is an important. <laughs> um, it's a great page. It's an important page. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. But delete. <laughs> unless someone, I mean, how many people are actually searching about us, about this brand, or are they searching for? Oh, crap. I, I would. I would of... venture a guess that most of the Google searches for about us pages are people who want examples to create their own about, about us, us page. Yes. <laughs> the content writers are searching. <laughs> I feel like the about us page, and maybe this is a different conversation, I feel like the about us page is almost a way for people to familiarize themselves with their brand, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily going to be a result for someone's search query. And it really shouldn't be, because if someone's searching for tennis shoes, just tennis shoes. Oh, I got that keyword. <laughs> someone's searching for tennis shoes, you don't want them to show up at your About Us brand page. You want them to show up at your product page for tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Unless they're typing in about this brand. brand. So the About Us page is normally learn about us or learn about our team or... Elsa is staring at me and giving me this scary project manager <laughs> face. Like, you're not answering this question the way that, that you should be answering this question. was not answered to my satisfaction. And I don't, I'm sweating. A scary project manager. <laughs> <laughs> you made her sweat. <laughs> I'm just like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, good. Now, once Kimber has pulled herself together, I have another question for her. I'm ready. Bring it on. I am a little fuzzy on what I heard recently, but search engine results are changing that you... What is now expanding to more characters? Your meta description or that page title? Meta description. Okay. And that... That That makes me happy. But that may or may not be temporary. Google has been playing a lot with the search engine results pages recently. Like, they turned all of those... I don't know if you noticed this, but all of them were black. All the links were black yeah. one day. They've been switching they're a lot of things Instagram up. Instagram style. That's yeah, it. they're changing a lot of things up, so I wouldn't depend on that. But now it has expanded to, I think, almost three, it's over 200 characters, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And that's another thing that's difficult to write is the yes. meta description. You don't Here's want that a summary of my 1,000 word blog in 140 characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. tough. But then, yeah. It, but it is good to know, like you said, Bridget, that your page, your blog, like I'm going to say blog titles, your blog mm-hmm. title and your page title or meta title do not have to be the same. Because mm-hmm. I think that people don't understand sometimes that you can differentiate mm-hmm. the two and your blog title can be a lot more fun and long. Fun and, and long. Can you differentiate on WordPress? Yes. Yep. You have your Yoast at the bottom where you do the meta mm-hmm. title. Yes. And, and then, then at the, the top, you put the blog title. Your full title. Yep. Yeah. Like your H1. Yes. Okay. Like where it says, pay. yeah. Once again, we, we failed to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> to Alyssa's satisfaction. Please She's giving me the look again. I would say, yes, you can. However, pay attention to the way your website is built. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking very much in WordPress mode that, right now. Those are, yeah. those are blogs. I would say blogs probably... You have way more Page control. titles are this For WordPress, though, at least, pages are the same. Like, you can do the meta title at the bottom. Right, 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 right. But it's not all WordPress. I realize the whole world is not built in WordPress. Right. Ugh, yeah. It's a shame. I think you have a little bit more flexibility over blog pages in WordPress specifically. Yes, I agree. Than you do, like, your actual website pages in WordPress. I think they pull in based on the, how the website's coded. Yes. 
Just a fun note, though. Yes, I love fun notes. On <laughs> page files. Okay, so Bridget, you know how you were saying that on that tab, like when you have opened up a bunch of pages yes. and have tabs. I recently saw, and recently I mean a few months ago, I opened up a tab for an article, and then I went over to some other tab, and I looked back at that tab, and the tab said, don't forget to read this. And I was like, what is this? And I clicked back on it, and it was just this article that I had opened up like a couple hours earlier. I'm like, that is the coolest So whenever way. somebody leaves that tab, it gives them a little like reminder message to, yes. to come back. Call, Call to action. action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it really did. I did. I remember I went you right sharing back. that. That was yeah. super cool. That was very cool. So yeah. get creative too. Yeah. That's you can put your call to actions in your tabs too. Yeah. Whoa. So get, get creative. Try some trends. Yes. Be kind. <laughs> These are the lessons from today. These are our takeaways. Are you an actress on the help? Am I an... <gasps> oh, yeah. You are kind. <laughs> you are smart. You is. <laughs> you is. Yeah. That's what it is, though. That's that the official. That's I'm, just, I'm just trying to let our audience <laughs> go about their day on an inspiring and, note. And try using DuckDuckGo. <laughs> Do that, too. <laughs> well, you can't top that. So <laughs> I think we're going to end for today. Um, okay. Tower After Hours signing off. We should have ended.